everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 15th edition of season number five, in the first edition of 2022, we'll chat with art professor Janice Wunderlich. Janice has a new exhibit on campus, and it's another great one. Then we'll meet some Monmouth alumni who are part of the college's celebration of 50 years of women participating in intercollegiate athletics. belated happy 2022 from everyone at Monmouth College. The 2022 spring semester got underway officially on January 11, and although students are taking the first two weeks of their spring semester in a remote fashion, it's great to have everyone back on campus. The COVID-19 pandemic has thrown another wrench in campus life, but some things continue even if classes are held online. As of January 14, winter sports at Monmouth College are continuing, although the pandemic likes to remind us from time to time that it is ultimately in charge of what happens. Folks who attend any Monmouth event held indoors are required to wear a face mask at all times, and they are encouraged to wear a KN95 or N95 mask. To check out Monmouth's policies and rules during this pandemic, and those rules are updated as events evolve, you can point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash COVID-19. One of the on-campus events this spring that will require the wearing of a face mask is art professor Janice Wunderlich's latest exhibit. It's over in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery in the Hughes Library. The show, which is called Emergence, will run through February 11th, and on that final day of the show, a reception for Janice is scheduled to take place at 3 o'clock in the gallery. Janice will speak about her work at 3.30 that afternoon. The exhibition, reception, and talk are all free and all open to the public, but again, you must wear a mask. Janice says that the inspiration for her show Emergence, which includes nearly two dozen pieces, came from the creation myth, which she studied across many cultures. And I've been studying a lot of crea- creation mythology and a lot of the stories that we tell. Um, we love to make sense of, of where we come from and our beginnings and our origins. And s- these stories are so magnificent visually that I've been trying to retell them a little bit or aspects of them in my work. So I've been reading these creation myths and then using them to inspire visual imagery. Uh, One of the pieces, uh, the piece that I named the show for is called Emergence. It's a painting of a woman. She's sort of giving birth to this huge flow of life and there's horses and people, all different kinds of animals coming out of her. And I made it seem as though like her body is part, it's part human, but in some ways it's part cathedral as well. I wanted her to feel architectural. Uh, I teach art history and I teach about the 
the rise and fall of civilizations. And a lot of that has to do with our spiritual and cultural beliefs and our structures and systems. And so a lot of the the works of architecture that I teach, including really famous cathedrals, um, such as the Notre Dame, uh, the, there's uh, several, probably sev- several very noticeable buildings um, in the back of that painting that you'll recognize. Um, the Dome of the Rock is there, the Taj Mahal. Um, I have these buildings that are fairly recognizable. And then uh, she is dominating over top of all of those. I want to show that the idea of human strength and resiliency um, and this, the power that she's finding within herself, it sort of eclipses the power of any man-made structure. So um, anyway, I, I wanted to sort of play with that idea. So that piece is really important to me. Um, I think I'm speaking to this idea that the boundaries and constrictions that we have come up with culturally or socially and historically have not always served our purposes very well, particularly as a female. And so I, I am sort of asking bold questions about these borders and constructs and wondering if uh, we could come up with better solutions that are possibly more inclusive, um, that sort of open boundaries that uh, promote flexibility. Uh, these are the things that I'm, that I'm doing with the creation myths as I recreate them, sort of putting, I guess, putting ancient stories into contemporary context. Janice says that stories are the basis for much of her work. I mean, I teach art history again, and that's all, it's all about visual stories, visual communication about the important things from that civilization, the things that 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 culture cared about the most is what we see visually. So I'm taking those stories and putting what I feel, what I'm finding are the most important um, contemporary questions and problems and trying to visualize possible solutions to those. And of course, I have a lot of fun with my art as well. You'll see several works in the show that are based just on um, animals that I'm around that make me happy and my conversations with them. And so I'll often turn them into kind of like human characters, even though they're animals. So there, while there is a weight to some of the work that I do, because I'm talking about these deeper Uh, these deeper issues, there's also a humor and a joy and um, I guess some charisma to the work that's in there as well. I really enjoy putting costumes on animals and I enjoy asking edgy questions. And so I think there's a little bit of everything in that show that will hopefully appeal um, to people. Hopefully it will at least get you thinking about what you're looking at. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with art professor Janice Wunderlich. Her new show, Emergence, is now on display in the Everett Gallery of the Hughes Library. You can read all about it in the news section of the Monmouth College website. MonmouthCollege.edu slash news is where you want to point your browser. Janice says that the creation myth might be the most important story that humans tell and share across the generations. That's certainly been the case for her. It seems to be 
the most relevant question that we keep asking um, from the rise and fall of civilizations that seems to be the first thing that we care about is we want to know how we attach to the world around us. We, we care about our origins. And if we don't know about them, we find ways to um, create stories about them. And part of Part of my big inspiration for this show is that my grandfather, Edwin George, is a Cherokee Indian. Um, he uh, lives, he's from the Cherokee Indian Reservation in Cherokee, North Carolina. And um, he married my grandmother. Uh, so he, I'm not blood related to him, um, but he was very influential in my childhood and upbringing. He constantly was sharing his folk stories and he is an artist. So he's visualized many creation stories in his paintings. And I looked at those as a child and, you know, a teenager, and those really gave me my artistic foundation. And um, in many ways, I think I, I borrow from him and I'm inspired by him probably more than any other artist. So I really acknowledge his mighty presence in my life and in my art. But he would often tell me stories about, we would be looking at the sky and he would explain, do you want to know how we got the stars? And he would tell me that, you know, the wolves came, the dogs came into the corn crib and took this and took this, the corn and then ran away. And as they were running, they were chased and they flew into the sky. And as they flew, the corn dropped and became stars. And so therefore we have the Milky Way. And he always had this explanation. And when I would say something like, well, grandpa, that doesn't make sense because why would there be a corn crib at the beginning of all things? Because agriculture comes later. And he would explain that I'm thinking about it in the wrong way, that it's like a circular thing um, and that the story doesn't need to make perfect sense. It just needs to give us a way to root, um, to be joined with the Milky Way. And so therefore, and also to understand and recognize the significance that we have, the connection we have to nature, that we can't get along without the wolves and the dogs and corn, and that all of these things are um, in a, recipro a reciprocal relationship with each other. And so really that's what I learned from him was just um, not only origin stories, but also this idea that we are in a relationship with nature. So there are several works that have to do with that idea of being in a reciprocal relationship with the earth, with animals, with other humans, and what that looks like and what it means. That's Monmouth College art professor Janice Wonderlich. Her latest show, Emergence, is now on display in the Everett Gallery of the Hughes Library, and you do not want to miss it. You can read more about it, again, in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. This is the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. It was a half century ago when the federal civil rights law that became known as Title IX was passed as part of the Education Amendments of 1972. The federal legislation, which is but 37 words, prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or other educational program that receives funding from the federal government. 
The landmark legislation would eventually open up a myriad of opportunities for women to compete in intercollegiate athletics and also in athletics on the high school level. To celebrate 50 years of Title IX, the Monmouth College community is celebrating it with a series of events throughout the 2021-2022 school year. The next event will be held on February 2nd. That's when a fantastic four-member panel will gather on Zoom to discuss Title IX's impact and significance. It will be moderated by former Monmouth history professor Simon Cordery. In fact, he was the Scots' first women's soccer coach. You can learn more about the February 2nd event on the Monmouth events calendar, and you can get to that through the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Monmouth Director of Alumni Engagement, Jen Armstrong, says that Monmouth's celebration of Title IX is having a distinctive Scots tone to it. So we are honoring Monmouth College female athletes because of the 50th anniversary of Title IX. It was, um, so June 23rd, 2022 is the 50th anniversary. So we are planning activities to bring um, Fighting Scots female athletes back to campus and together throughout the year um, to connect with the current teams and to connect with each other. Um, in honor of the 50th anniversary. The first Title IX event of this school year at Monmouth was held last fall during the Monmouth-Knox football game. That was back on November 13th. A total of 34 folks gathered on campus to meet with Monmouth Athletics Director Roger Haynes for breakfast and take a tour of Fighting Scots Athletics. One of those individuals who participated in that November event was 2018 Monmouth graduate Elizabeth Hippen Thiel. She set numerous records playing softball at Monmouth, and Elizabeth says that being able to take part in athletics was a huge part of her Monmouth experience. Um, being a student athlete here at Monmouth just gave me a really good sense of community, and the softball team really was my second family. Um, there are people here that I could lean on for any of my life problems or any like choices I had to make. I knew I could always go to them for just help and guidance, and as an athlete, in coming into college, like it's, a, it was still a bigger environment for me. My high school wasn't very big, and I still found a very tight knit community here at Monmouth. And even if, like, I made friends with non athletes on campus, and it was still a really good experience, and was definitely involved with other things outside of athletics. But Monmouth here allowed me to like have that time and to dedicate to other areas of my life besides athletics. Yeah. So I mean, it might sound cliche, but like just the teamwork and being able to work with so many different people that are unlike you who didn't go to the same school, who don't have the same background was such an intangible thing that you don't realize you pick up until you get into the real world when you start looking for jobs. And um, as an athlete, I had to communicate with lots of different people in terms of um, just the game or school or really anything. And I just learned those different communication skills and how to work together as like a whole unit for one common goal. Heather Robertson graduated from Monmouth in 1990, and she was a four-sport Scott. She played volleyball, basketball, softball, and track and field. Heather says the opportunity to play more than one sport in college was a big attraction to her to come to Monmouth in the first place. No, and that was the big draw for me to come here because I came from a small town. I graduated in a class of 30, and coming to Monmouth allowed me to play all the sports that I wanted to. I was recruited for basketball, um, but I walked into the volleyball court and I saw how good they were, and that just 
put a drive in me because I am very competitive and I like to win. And so it was enough for me when I when I walked in and I'm like, this is it. And Heather says that the intangible benefits of playing sports as a mama student have paid off for her throughout her career. Well, like Liz said, it's it's teamwork and it's just, you know, you make friendships for life. There's people here today that I haven't seen for a long time. And it's like we're back in college just talking about things and reminiscing. But it's just... You know, Monmouth is like a small community in itself, and you just create bonds, and you can have that on the team. You can have that off the team. I think I am still the leading scorer for the women's basketball team, but it was a lot of work, you know. Um, it's You just have to have that inner drive, and I put that in my work, too. You know, I show up early. I stay late. I want to do the best that I can in my job, and that's the way it was in sports. That's Heather Robertson. She's a 1990 Monmouth graduate. You also heard from Elizabeth Hippenthiel. She's a 2018 Monmouth graduate. And you also heard from Director of Alumni Engagement, Jen Armstrong. They were part of a November celebration held on campus to celebrate women in athletics at Monmouth College. Jen's also responsible for organizing a great upcoming online program that will assess the impact that the federal law, known as Title IX, had on the last half century of women's intercollegiate athletics in the United States. That panel will be held on February 2nd online. And to find out more about it or to attend it, just go to the Monmouth College website in the news and events section, monmouthcollege.edu news, and check out the events calendar. that's going to be a 30 for this 15th edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. You can tell us what you think about this program by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.